Hey, reminder, we have a uh, terrific motorcycle ride coming up benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. Uh, military members, veterans, their families. It's on Sunday, September 4th, and we can't do it without you. It is uh, as soon, I promise you, I did this yesterday over on uh, the page, which is facebook.com slash big unit poker run. And it's on many different motorcycle pages uh, throughout the state as well. But as soon as we complete the details, uh, I will uh, I will fill you in on some of the cool stuff that's going to go on. You already know some of it, but we're going to uh, uh, stage everything down at MKE Brewing again this year. We're going to be there on Sunday, September 4th, and we leave at 11 a.m. Go to the Rock Complex in Franklin. From there, we're going to go to Alpine Valley Resort and then to a really cool place called Knuckleheads, uh, which is more of a true you know biker-esque style bar. Uh, and then we're going to go to Wisconsin Harley, where we're going to be uh, on the stage. And then Hairbangers Ball is going to take over and play the after party. But there's so many details and so many cool things coming up. And uh, I just encourage you, follow the page. And once it's announced, we'll either do a video or put a letter out. But uh, go to Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Follow that page. And when all the details come out, we'll announce them there. But uh, if you follow us over on the Bud Light live stream right now, you can scan the QR code and get registered. And we got some amazing, amazing things just for those who get pre-registered. And we're going to have Jesse James Dupree of the band Jackal, the lead singer of the band Jackal, is going to draw the winners uh, the morning of uh, for the pre-reg. And it's going to be it's going to be a blast. So if you can get signed up and uh, you get actually a little bit of a uh, a break on the price, too. Even though we're raising money for a charity, you get a little bit of a break on the price, too, if you do pre-registration rather than day of. At day of, it's just a flat 25 bucks for everybody. Uh, but pre-registration will be uh, 25 bucks for the bike, and then for a passenger would be just $15. So you get a $10 break uh, when you do the two-up uh, pre-reg versus uh, the day of. So hope to see you. And we got to say thanks to our friends at Growth Law Firm, uh, which uh, one of the best biker law firms in the country as voted on by Biker Justice USA. Our friends at the Rock Complex, Alpine Valley, Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Thanks to them. We're going to have real live Potawatomi dealers dealing the cards at the end of the ride. That's one of the cool things about this. Our friends at Knucklehead and uh, and one of our friends over at Great Lakes Dragway as well. So hope to, uh, hope to have you on board. Uh, this year. Thanks also to uh, our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. So there you go. Uh, 877-67-1670. That's the number if you want to chime in. Yesterday, Jordan Love had a chance to meet with the media. And when he did, okay, first of all, he, you know, he was probably not thrilled. He was kind of thinking he might be the starter, but he was happy for Aaron Rodgers when he got a new deal. Yeah, I mean, I was super happy for Aaron. Obviously, uh, the dude deserves it, obviously, what he's done the last two years. But, you know, personally for me, it's, it just means that, you know, I'm about to be a backup again for this year. That's all I can control right now. But, uh, you know, I was, I was happy for Aaron, but at the same time, it's like, ah, you know. At the same time, it's like, ah. So he didn't want to come out and say it, but he said it without saying it. I was happy for Aaron. That's great, you know, and, and he's saying the right things. He's saying the right things. Uh, you know what? Aaron Rodgers, man, I'm happy. Happy for Aaron Rodgers. Hey, he got his money. That's fantastic. He got his money. He's a, he's a veteran. He's a back-to-back MVP. Got his stuff. I'm happy for Aaron. For me, ah, ah, I don't get to be the starter. I don't get to show my wares. The one thing he is happy for, as he stated, is that, you know, hey, 
with Aaron not being in camp, he's getting all the reps. Um, I mean, I think that's Aaron's game plan is to, you know, he doesn't really need this this time right now. So uh, I enjoy it and not being here. It just means more reps for me, more reps for everybody else in the quarterback room. So um, obviously I'm loving it. There you go. More reps for him, more reps in the quarterback room. All right. All right. So, let's 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 look at this. Aaron Rodgers not being in camp, obviously. You know, that means Matt LaFleur gets a good look at it. Matt LaFleur had said something yesterday, too. We talked about that. When he talked about, you know, well, you know, uh, Jordan, you know, Jordan Love needs to get, you know, more reps. We, we got to see more reps. And I'm thinking to myself, well, Aaron Rodgers wasn't there for the OTAs. He wasn't there for the mandatory minicamp. He wasn't there from week nine on to be the starter. You know, I mean, I just, it, it, it what, what the hell are you talking about? Because you, you've now seen two years worth of Jordan Love behind closed doors. You have seen Jordan Love prepare for Kansas City. Didn't look good. You have seen Jordan Love prepare specifically for the Detroit Lions in the second half of that game. Didn't look good. Uh, the argument by fans that said, well, you got to give him a chance because he's got to get his starters reps in practice. Well, he got them all. Week 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. In case you're doing the math at home, that's nine weeks. Nine weeks of a regular season getting the starters reps because the starting quarterback was down with the COVID toe, as we all know. How, how, yeah. a healthy Aaron Rodgers is not going to give you any more reps this year. I, you know, so I, I, I this is easy to say. The bottom line, they're protecting Jordan Love. They're protecting Jordan Love. There's no, there's nothing good there. You know, he's he's a backup quarterback. He's a guy that they've been using. He's a guy that knows the system. There's all the cliches. Yeah, okay. You know, he he's the guy you jumped up to draft. You have to make it work. You're not going to jettison him right now. We know that. But the bottom line is nobody was calling. The phone wasn't ringing. Uh, with all the teams that were in need of quarterbacks, nobody was saying, man, we got to go back to a couple of years ago when Jordan Love was available. Holy crap, let's give up the farm for him. Gutekinds wasn't fielding those calls. Nada. I'm sure Jordan Love's mama loves him. I'm sure his family does. I'm sure Packers fans that he has met think he's a great guy. I'd be one of them. But when it comes to getting it done on the field, come on, man. Come on, you can say what you want right now. This whole season and next season and the year after, we all know it's about one thing and one thing only. It is about winning a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. And the bottom line is, does his team have enough? Matt LaFleur, yeah, you know. He uh, he's, he's not worried about Aaron. Him and Aaron are talking, you know. They're, they're still massaging the egos, if you will, making sure everything's okay. I'm sure they're buddies. I mean, you know, come on. They're, they're, they're head coach and player. They're, they're buddies, they tweet, they text, you know, or, or text each other certain plays. They're, they're on the same page. That's that's great. That's what you want. Not knocking it, nothing. Nothing like that. Just, you know, I'm enjoying it. I just, if I had to say that Brian Gutekinds, short of finding another wide receiver, okay, now ask me, answer me this question. 
If Brian Gutekind, short of finding another wide receiver, do you think Gutekind is all in? Ben, do you think Gutekind, for what he's done, the way they ripped apart the salary cap, the way they kicked the can down the road, re-signed guys they wanted, jettisoned those they didn't, drafted a, a better defense, got them more depth on the offensive line, got them two, not one, but two wide receivers. Do you think Brian Gutekunst is all in? 100%. And I would even say on the wide receiver side of it, the market for the free agents was insane this year. It was kind of out of their right. hands whether they could bring one in. Okay. A good one, that is. So I, I would agree with you. I would agree that as much as the Green Bay Packers ever have they have put, pushed their chips to the middle of the table. As much as we've ever seen, I think for sure they have. As a general manager, as front office, I think they've pushed their chips to the middle of the table. They went out and paid serious money for a special teams coach. They don't do that. They believe in nepotism. But they did it because they saw the failure. They didn't want to, but they let go of their offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach. But then they went back and said, we'll go all in again. We'll bring in a veteran, a liked, the guy's guy. Tom Clements is the quarterback's coach. We're going to go there. Matt LaFleur, you ever seen him? Uh, I don't know. He's on a milk carton or something, right? Matt LaFleur, with his young staff, he doesn't have Tom Clements penciled in to be his quarterback's coach if this is anywhere else in the world. But with Aaron Rodgers, we're all in. So is all in, in my opinion, as you can possibly be, the question then becomes, and we'll answer this when we come back, do you think Aaron Rodgers is all in? The key guy, do you think Aaron Rodgers is all in? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Packers for SI, uh, Bill Huber now joining us uh, over, on the, uh, over on the hotline. Bill, how you doing? I'm great. How about you? Doing well. So, first of all, you know, how big of a deal is it, if anything, as everybody seems to be making a big deal out of no Aaron Rodgers at OTAs? Yeah, it's a good question, Bill, and I've, I've gone back and forth on it. I mean, I, I asked the quarterback's coach, Tom Clements, about it last week, and, you know, I didn't expect him to say much of anything different, but Clements' answer, and there's some logic to this. If you're talking about getting on the same page as those rookie receivers and, and, you know, and Sammy Watkins as far as that goes, those guys have to learn the offense first. And then learning can happen right now, and then when training camp happens, it's time, then it's time to – to get that chemistry built, but it's hard to build chemistry with the quarterback if you don't know what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I understand um, Clement's perspective on it, and maybe it's coach speak. Um, I, I get it, but I, I guess I do understand. By the same token, would it hurt if he's here throwing passes, passes to Christian Watson and those guys? You know, probably mm-hmm. not. So I, I see both sides of it. Um, do, do I think he's not all in because he's not here? No, I mean the guy wasn't here last year either, and he won the MVP, so he's. He knows what he's doing. He's preparing in his own way. But I, I think if you want to criticize him, I, I, think, it, I think it's fair just because of it's, it's not, you know, when he showed up last year, you know, it was Lazard and Adams and Velda Scanling and healthy Robert Tunyon. I mean, it's none of those guys. I mean, other than Lazard, it's none of those guys this year. So I, I remember going back years. I was uh, reading in a, an article recently about Peyton Manning, and he was talking about early on, and he said it wasn't so much – 
throwing passes. It was getting to know the guys in the locker room and being on the same practice field, getting in their head to get on the same page with them. Uh, I agree with you. It doesn't hurt. I get it where he doesn't have to be there. You want guys to know what they're doing by the time Rodgers shows up, but you also want them to know what they're doing with Rodgers under center because that's ultimately who's going to be throwing them passes. So, uh, you know, it's it's. I, I think there's some importance there. Um, give me your thoughts yeah. on the rest of this, though, with some of these other guys, the wide receiving room, the tight end room, the weapons that they do have offensively speaking. Yeah, it's pretty weak, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And, you know, Randall Cobb would probably take offense to it, but, man, I just wrote about it a minute ago. Um, Devontae Adams had more catches and almost as many yards as every veteran receiver on the team, and I'm including Sammy Watkins in that. Adams had more catches than all those guys combined. It's it's not a good receiving room. It's not. Um, and without Robert Tunney, it's not a good tight end room. Um, does, doesn't mean it's not going to be. It doesn't mean that. Look, Lazard, the last five games last year, is actually one of the more productive receivers in the NFL. You know, all those other guys will get more opportunities to get the numbers up, and maybe Sammy Watkins can can turn back the clock some. But if you just look at it on paper, it's if it's not the worst receiver core in the NFL, it's got to be pretty darn close. So you think it's that bad? Who do they have? I Lazard. no, I agree with I, you. I'm telling you, Alan, I think Alan Lazard's a good player. Uh, but Randall Cobb is going to be 32 here in a couple of months. Watkins hasn't done anything since his second year in the NFL. Um, Sammy uh, Jawan Winfrey had eight catches and two drops and a fumble last year. Malik Taylor didn't play. Amari Rodgers didn't play. What do they have? Robert Tunney's coming back from an ACL. It's uh, I don't know who they have. Do they get it done just straight? Now, this is my other question because I know we keep talking about, well, he's just going to have to trust everybody and just kind of work with everybody. Okay, that that's great. But do yep. they get it done by kind of dinking their and dinking and dunking their way down the field then? It sounds good on paper. Until you face the defense, it's got good corners and it's going to take the crap away. At some point, and I might have used this line on the show again on your show earlier, so I apologize if I, if I have, but – Having a great coach and a great scheme and a great quarterback, that's all well and good. And LaFleur and Rodgers will make it work. But you know what? The Rams have a great coach. They've got a great quarterback. And they went out and got Allen Robinson, right? Um, the Buccaneers have those things, and they added Russell Gage to Chris Goblin and Mike Evans. Those teams have infinitely, yeah, I'll say infinitely better weapons at this point than the Packers do. At the end of the day, I, your X's and O's are great. I don't give a crap about them. you got to go win a matchup. And um, can these guys on third and five in the fourth quarter of a big game, can they get open? We'll see. Maybe Christian Watson's going to be great. He certainly has the the goods to do it. You know, Dubs is a hell of a player at Nevada. Um, I think Lazard's a good player. Maybe Sammy Watkins back with LaFleur, who had a pretty decent year in 2017 together. Maybe maybe there's something there. But it's kind of it's kind of like you're all wishing and hoping right now. You know, the Rams can go line up with Cup and Allen Robinson and feel like they can – win those third and five matchups every time. Do the Packers, you feel that confidence at the Packers? Probably not. You, you probably shouldn't. Uh, when guys come back, everybody looks a little different, talks a little different, you know, getting back into the swing of things type of deal. Um, anything stick out to you as everybody starts to get back together? Yeah, Randall Cobb would cry nonsense and everything I just said. <laughs> he, was, I mean, he was really <laughs> good yesterday. He, he, he said he didn't care what people thought of the receiver core. God bless Randall Cobb for speaking his mind and having that that proud veteran mentality. Um, he's, but you know, it was hard to get anything out of yesterday, Bill. It was, you know, all the 11 on 11 stuff was at two thirds tempo. Uh, the seven on sevens were pretty, were pretty live, 
but there was just wasn't much of that. You know, watching Rich, Rich Bisaccia out there dropping f bombs was entertaining. Um, you can, <laughs> but the coaches, but the players love the guy. So that's, uh, you know, I, I think when people get to go watch during training camp, I think just you know during those quiet moments, just just watch Bisaccia coach. He is he is here, there, and everywhere at the same time. He is very entertaining. Is not the right word, but he's he's got a mentality um, that's uh, pretty interesting to watch. So I want to go back to uh, yesterday, and Matt LaFleur stated that they are going to practice with the New Orleans Saints. And one of the things that he alluded to was the fact that um, he felt that, well, yeah, you know, we're going to go ahead and get our work in against this this New Orleans Saints team. However, he said that means that under more of those stringent practices, that'll be kind of the the preseason, if you will, for a lot of the veterans. Did that mean that he's not going to play again? Not He's not going to play a lot of these veterans come preseason? No, I didn't, Bill. I mean, talk, yeah. those are much wasn't much re- reading between the lines there. Um, and, and I get it. I, and I, look, I, I understand people are going to say, yeah, but it's a great way to get Rodgers reps with those guys. And, look, I totally understand. In the history of football, nobody's ever won a Super Bowl in the preseason. Um, look at the 20 what, – what year did Jordy Ferris ACL at Pittsburgh? I mean, the season was over right in 2015, right? I mean, the season mm-hmm. was over that day. So I, I get it. I, would, I wouldn't play anybody of any – substance um you take your lumps in september like they did last year against the saints whatever um the idea is to get out of the preseason as healthy as possible and build from there so yeah that's that's the way i would do it yeah i uh, i kind of got that sense and i get it you know a guy like bakhtiari and some of the guys that are coming back i you know you're still going to need to play a few guys to get the, them some licks but the only thing i question is you know we keep talking about the wide receiving core getting familiar again with a guy like robert tanyan and and that tight end room and and being able to you know manipulate that offense now without the the likes of Devonte adams but yet you're not going to do it until you actually see the the you know the first time for a real opponent staring down coming after you makes it a little bit tough to say that they're going to hit the ground running doesn't it yeah for sure they, they didn't hit the ground running last year either did they and and by the end of the season they had their best record in the nfc best record in the nfl and the number one seed and it, that preseason plan had nothing to do with the 49ers game obviously so um but it is you, you get those two practices against the saints where nobody's going to get tackled you know the quarterback's not going to get hurt um he's going to get blindsided um that's that's the time to get that stuff done and you know you figure the the saints will will run their defense against the Packers because they get them in there. They've got nothing to hide. They're not playing them in a game that matters. So um, I, I think that's the value in that is you can get game-like experience um, while limiting um, the, the, the risk. So uh, the defensive side of the football, I mean, obviously there's less to it, we'll say, than getting guys indoctrinated to the offense. But give me your thoughts on some of the guys that you've seen, some of the rookies you've seen, attitudes, and how they kind of fit into that locker room. Yeah, it's going to be a really good group. My my goodness, Devontae, um, not Devontae Wyatt, uh, Quay Walker, he's enormous. He, 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 he was in the huddle next to Chris Barnes yesterday. Um, it's it's this, this gigantic man against the little guy. I mean, not, and Chris Barnes isn't small, but my God, he's humongous. And same with uh, the safety three Carpenter. He's just he, he's this huge guy out there, and they run well. Um, those those guys are going to be factors, and maybe for Carpenter, it's just special teams. Goodness knows they need some help there. But Quay Walker is big and fast, and um, you can see the explosiveness from from Wyatt just during some of those pass rush drills that they've got. Those guys are going to be. 
well, I hate to say they're going to be really good players based on a couple of practices that I've seen, but boy, <laughs> be, those guys are going to be good players. Hey, uh, you talked about real quick uh, Frank Passaccia and, and his intensity, we'll say. Um, is it just the feeling? Is it just different with having a guy like that be your special teams coach? Yeah, it is. Um, and I don't know that it matters that he drops a cuss word here and there. He's super animated. But, um, you know, because Mo Drayton was animated out there, too. But it's just a guy that's been – I don't know how many years he's been a coordinator, 16, 20, whatever, you know, however, however many the years are. And he's got the track record. Um, he's been a head coach. You know, they brought in Keyshawn Nixon from the Raiders, so he can, he can speak to Basaccia, to the players. I mean, listening to the coaches is great, but to hear from the players, too, I think that matters. I mean, that's why Keyshawn Nixon decided to sign here, because Basaccia is here. Um, so, yeah, I, I think just the track record that he's got, it's just something that they haven't had here, you know, all these, all these other coordinators that they had, they, they didn't just didn't have that track record of um, you might like what he says, you might not like what he says, but by God, look at what he's done. And I think, I think that matters. Um, there's not a lot of buy-in, right, Bill? I mean, just mm-hmm. look at the guy's resume. That's, right. that's your buy-in. So, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a huge deal, and it does seem like there's more of an emphasis on special teams. When they, they got a perfectly good punter in Bajorquez, and brought in Pat O'Donnell because he's been there and he's done that. And, again, I just mentioned Keyshawn Nixon, but he's a core special teamer for the Raiders. Um, Tariq Carpenter is going to be one of those guys that you would think, too. Um, it does seem like that they've said they're going to put more emphasis on special teams, and, and that has not just been empty words. Uh, good stuff, as always, my friend. We will touch base real soon. we got more OTAs, some mandatories, all that kind of good stuff. Do they expect Rodgers back for the mandatories, or is it just the mandatories or what? Well, I'm going to go with what Rodgers said. Rodgers told said on McAfee during the draft that he'll be here for some days of OTAs, so I figure he'll be for, for some OTAs. We'll see. Yeah, I'm kind of waiting to see the same thing. Good stuff as always, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. Bye. There you go. Bill Huber, SI.com. You can find his stuff there. Go to Bill Huber, SI, at Bill Huber, SI. Over there on Twitter, that's where you can find him and uh, just kind of giving us the lowdown. Guys look good. Guys are monstrous. Uh, the locker room's good. All the things you want to hear. Nothing crazy coming out of uh, Green Bay. The uh, question and all the chatter seems to be around the quarterback and the fact that he's not there right now, but he said he would be, so we just sit back and we wait. It's uh, that simple. Just sit back, you wait, and at some point, you know, you kind of figure that, you know, he's going to he's gonna come swinging in and say hi and show his wares and, and you know, kind of, kind of do his thing, and I'm not concerned about it. I know it's the topic of conversation, and we certainly seem concerned about it, but I'm not really concerned about it, to be perfectly honest with you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Cunis RV. Go to CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com, Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer. And uh, they have got so many different brands uh, right now. And if you're looking, because there's a lot of people that were going to take these big exorbitant vacations and then gas prices hit and you think, okay, staycation, I might as well go get an RV, maybe a fifth wheel camper van, whatever. And instead of going on the big, you know, family four or five grand trip, we're just going to take a short couple of trips here in the state or just be on the borders, maybe go see America and do it in an RV from Cunis RV. Go to K U N E S Cunis RV.com. They have Jayco Alliance coachman, Forest River, Nexus, Heartland, 
Keystone, Winnebago. I mean, I can go on and on. Uh, they just have so many, and uh, they have so many dealerships all throughout the state of Wisconsin and just beyond the borders as well. And they continue to grow. They continue to get bigger and better. Their buying power is fantastic. And the fact that they're able to keep the finance interest rates down at least as low as they can. They have some great deals. They're paying top dollar for your trade. There's no reason not to stop in and check out our friends at Cunis. Go to K-U-N-E-S. Cunis RV, and they do consignment. So it's big or small, Cunis RV consigns them all. Go to CunisRV.com, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. More than Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.